Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. This is Dr. Dan. The history of a nation is its national treasure that must be remembered, studied, respected, and most importantly, taught to the children of each generation. It is a unique saga that binds us to the heroes of the past, teaches us the moral basis for our laws and our governmental institutions, and teaches us how to approach the challenges of the future. It allows us to celebrate our successes with pride and learn from our failures so we can avoid repeating the mistakes we've made. The Old Testament, the five books of Moses, is the story of the children of Israel's journey from Genesis to the Promised Land. It originated as an oral history, eventually written down by scribes on holy scrolls. Each Sabbath, a portion was read to the people so that the entire history was taught to all each year. The recitation of that history bound the children of Israel together so that they could survive centuries of oppression and the Holocaust itself in order to return to the Promised Land in our time. In our digital age, recording history is not the issue. Anyone with a cell phone camera can be a reporter at the scene of the crime. One would think that live videos could be accepted as fact, but the digital wizards have also given us the tools to edit and amend video to bend the truth to fit anyone's agenda. We are at the mercy of a giant media empire that feeds us fabricated history filled with propaganda, half-truths, and lies to enforce compliance through ignorance and apathy of the sheeple. More than ever before, it is essential that we use any platform we can to broadcast the true history of America, to speak about the greatness of our nation, and to honor those who have served and fought to preserve our constitutional freedoms. After a commercial break, we will return with our guest on Freedom Forum Radio, Bobby Brookshire, who will discuss our debt to those who served our nation in the military, our veterans, and the national holidays that we must preserve 
to save the soul of our nation. We are back with Bobby Brookshire. And Bobby Brookshire, I want to welcome you as a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. Thank you, Dr. Dan. Bobby, you have an impressive biography. Um, You were a lieutenant colonel in the Navy. You enlisted in 1988. And upon completion of the Stinger Gunner School, you served your first two combat tours in the Persian Gulf as part of Joint Task Force Middle East in Bahrain. You were the commander of the 277th Maintenance Company in Kuwait and Iraq, 148th Brigade Support Battalion Executive Officer in Afghanistan, Joint Forces Headquarters, Joint Staff J-33 Current Operations Officer, which you retired from in 2017 with 30 years of federal military service. You are a graduate of the Army Intermediate Level Education Course and Combined Armed Exercise Course from the United States Command and General Staff War College, Carlisle Barracks, Carlisle, Pennsylvania. You had a civilian education, a Bachelor of Business Administration from North Georgia College, and a Master's of Business Administration from Kennesaw State University. You've also received a whole bunch of awards, a Bronze Star Medal, Meritorious Service Medal, Three Oak Leaf Clusters, Army Commendation Medal, Six Oak Leaf Clusters, National Defense Service Medal, One Bronze Service Star, NATO Medal, Global War on Terrorism, Expeditionary Medal, Global War on Terrorism Service Medal, and numerous other awards as well. You are now retired, the proud parent of two wonderful daughters, Maddie Grace, who's 16, and Lillian, 14. You reside in Union County, Georgia, and you remain very active in your church, school, and your local community. Yes, sir. More important to me was that you were our speaker at the Union Union County Courthouse for the 8th and 9th Annual Benghazi Rides, and I assume you will be for next year's ride. I want you all to save the date. The annual Benghazi Twin Towers Memorial Ride is the last Saturday in September every single year. This year, September 24th, 2022. Bobby Brookshire's statement and lesson in history at the Benghazi Ride is so important that I wanted to bring it to all of you, my listeners. I want you to hear his thoughts. Remember them, because men do not die until they are forgotten. Since 1776, more than 40 million American men and women have served in the armed forces of the United States most of them during time of conflict or war. This number represents less than 1% of America's total population during this time. Since the birth of our nation, no single generation has been spared the responsibility of defending the rights of the human spirit to breathe free from the aggression of enemies, both abroad and domestic. From Lexington and Concord, to Fort McHenry, the mountains of Europe, to the sands of Pacific Islands, and to the deserts of the Middle East, 
on land, on sea, and in the air, America's finest have proudly worn the uniforms of United States soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, coast guardsmen, and now most recently, the Space Force. Freedom is not free. More than 1.4 million of our country's sons and daughters have given their lives to preserve the dream that was born on July 4th, 1776. To each of them, we owe a debt of gratitude for sacrificing all that they had so that we may enjoy all that we have. But defending freedom is not just a matter of facing a hostile enemy in time of war or conflict. Every veteran, whether of combat duty or peacetime service, is in some measure a hero. Heroism is as much a matter of attitude as one of action. Every man or woman who has proudly worn the uniform of one of our military services by that very action demonstrated that they were willing to pay the ultimate price for freedom for all citizens of this great country. As a people, we owe our respect and admiration to all these defenders of freedom, our veterans. The History of Veterans Day World War I, known at the time as the Great War, officially ended when the Treaty of Versailles was signed on June 28, 1919, in the Palace of Versailles, outside the town of Versailles, France. However, fighting had ceased seven months earlier when an armistice, or temporary secession, of hostilities between the Allied nations and Germany went into effect on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. For that reason, November 11th, 1918, is generally regarded as the end of the war to end all wars. In November 1919, President Wilson proclaimed November 11th as the first commemoration of Armistice Day with the following words. To us in America, the reflections of Armistice Day will be filled with solemn pride in the heroism of those who died in the country's service and with gratitude for the victory, both because of the thing from which it has freed us and because of the opportunity it has given America to show her sympathy with peace and justice in the Council of Nations. On May 13, 1938, Congress made the 11th of November in each year a legal holiday, a day to be dedicated to the cause of world peace and to be thereafter celebrated and known as Armistice Day. Armistice Day was primarily a day set aside to honor veterans of World War I, but in 1954, 
after World War II had required the greatest mobilization of soldiers, sailors, Marines, and airmen in the nation's history, and after American forces had fought communist aggression in Korea, the 83rd Congress, at the urging of the Veterans Service Organizations, amended the Act of 1938 by striking out the word armistice and inserting in its place the word veterans. With the approval of this legislation, Public Law 380, on June 1, 1954, November 11th became a day to honor American veterans of all wars. The History of Memorial Day The act of memorizing soldiers' graves is as old as war itself. Nevertheless, the observance that would become known in the United States as Memorial Day has its roots in the great shattering that was the American Civil War, our nation's costliest conflict. One of the earliest documented instances of Memorial Day activities occurred in Savannah, Georgia in 1862. The Savannah Republican newspaper noted that on July 21, 1862, the first anniversary of the Battle of Manassas, a number of Savannah women decorated Confederate graves in Laurel Grove Cemetery. Among those decorated was the grave of Colonel Francis Bartow, who was killed, leading his brigade at Manassas and for whom Bartow County is named. Throughout the war, Observances were held, and the first national cemeteries were designated. These observances, like the one in Savannah, were local, without a single overarching national theme. Local residents decorated the graves, reflected, and prayed that the war would end. On May 5, 1868, Three years after the end of the American Civil War, Major General John Logan, Commander-in-Chief of the Grand Army of the Republic, known then as the GAR, an organization of federal veterans, established Decoration Day as a time for the nation to decorate the graves of the war dead with flowers. Logan declared that Decoration Day should be on May 30th. The first large observance was held that year at Arlington National Cemetery, the former home of General Robert E. Lee. Lieutenant General Ulysses S. Grant, Mrs. Julia Grant, and other leading citizens of Washington presided over the ceremonies. After speeches, members of the GAR decorated the graves of soldiers with flowers and flags. By the end of the 19th century, Memorial Day ceremonies were being held on May 30th throughout the nation. State legislatures passed proclamations designating the day, and the Army and Navy adopted regulations 
for proper observance at their facilities. It was not until after World War I, however, that the day was expanded to honor those who have died in all American wars. Memorial Day was declared a national holiday by an act of Congress in 1971. At that time, Congress designated Memorial Day as the last Monday in May. In 2000, the National Moment of Remembrance Act was signed into law. The National Moment of Remembrance encourages all Americans to pause wherever they are at 3 p.m. local time on Memorial Day for a minute of silence to remember and honor those who have died in service to the nation. These are the histories of our United States Veterans Day and Memorial Day federal holidays. On August 7th, 2014, the Georgia National Guard and the Freedom Calls Memorial Foundation dedicated the memorial wall at the Clay National Guard Center in Marietta, Georgia. This memorial wall honors the 42 Georgia National Guardsmen who have fallen in service since September 11th, 2001. In 2012, Four Americans died in a deliberate attack on our embassy in Benghazi, Libya. Ambassador Chris Stevens, Information Officer Sean Smith, and two CIA operatives, Glenn Doherty and Tyrod Woods, both former SEALs. Three other elite military operatives fought back that night. Mark Oz Geist, Chris Tonto Peranto, and John Tig Tegan. And sadly, we add the names of the 13 service members who paid the ultimate sacrifice for freedom during America's withdrawal from Afghanistan. Marines, Staff Sergeant Darren T. Hoover, Sergeant Nicole L. Gee, Sergeant Joanny Rosario Pachardo, Corporal Hunter Lopez, Corporal Dagan W. Page, Corporal Umberto A. Sanchez, Lance Corporal David L. Espinoza, Lance Corporal Jared M. Schmitz, Lance Corporal Riley J. McCullum, Lance Corporal Dylan R. Marola, Lance Corporal Kareem M. Nikyu, U.S. Navy Sailor Navy Corpsman Maxton W. Soviak, and Army Soldier Staff Sergeant Ryan C. Knaus. All who serve our country in this time of global terrorism are heroes, no matter the service, whether it be military, diplomatic, or even locally 
as our first responders are today. No man or woman truly dies until they are forgotten. So today, let's not forget the heroes of Benghazi, Afghanistan, and of all our wars and conflicts, and never forget their ultimate sacrifice to our wonderful nation. May God bless and comfort each and every family of our fallen. May God bless our president and leaders in Washington to make wise and right decisions. And may God continually bless the United States of America. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Everything gonna be all right this morning. (laughs) 